This is Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 28. Hi, welcome back. Thomas Miller here. Thank you for joining us. If you notice, the title of this is called Manifesting Mania. There's not a lot of voice left this evening, and I'll tell you why. There's a story behind it, and it kind of has to do with the last two podcasts and just tying all this together. You know, the last uh, podcasts, number 26 and 27, I took up the subject of manifesting, which is something that I've mentioned through a number of the other podcasts, but just hadn't really dedicated a particular podcast to the topic of manifesting and the law of attraction. It was mostly spawned from a letter that I got from one of you, and I really appreciate you sending me those through the contact box there at subconsciousmindmastery.com. And the letter had just had manifesting written all over it, wanting to bring certain things about in this one particular listener's life. Well, I wanted to treat the topic with kid gloves mostly because it's something that on the one hand, I feel that the one side of me says that I'm not – there are a lot of you out there, a lot of you who could do a lot better talk on manifesting in the law of attraction than I could. There's that side of me that says that. Then the offset is looking back and combing through events past that I realize this whole thing is starting to click and it's coming together for me and and that there are certain times when manifesting becomes something very real in my life. And that happened this week and I want to tell you about it. Because I know in the conversation around manifesting, there are always things in our life that we want to have happen. And one of the ironies of the universe is when we want something, it actually pushes it farther away from us. There's a paradox in the universe. When we don't want something, we bring it toward us. When we do want something, we push it away from ourselves. I referenced this in the last two podcasts when I talked about the listener from Australia who didn't want the law of attraction to show up in her life. She was debunking it while she was at work one day. And what happened when she got home that night? There was the law of attraction waiting for her. She didn't want it. She didn't believe in it. It showed up. Our listener from last time who spawned the two letters really wants a coaching business to show up in his life. But the paradox is that strong desire to have something and have it now will keep it farther away. So for me, in the context of this conversation of manifesting in the law of attraction, it's been more of a conversation of how does the entire universe work instead of just how can I snap my fingers and have something show up in my life, which I've never experienced that. I don't know if you have. If you have and and you are um, experienced with that and can teach that broadly to a large group of people, I would certainly invite you to join me for an interview on this podcast. Hit me in the comment box. I'd love to talk to you. But for me, it's been more of a context of a process of working with all of the laws of the universe in harmony. And that was the theme of podcast 26 and 27. Now, there's something that I love to do for just some downtime for myself, and that is ride a bicycle. So Thursday No, it wasn't Thursday. It was Wednesday. Wednesday evening after work, I came home and wanted to jump on the bicycle. But my two kids now, I've got a son and a daughter. Both will be in college next year. Both are here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for the summer. 
And I had set dinner plans with both of the kids. And so I had a, lim- a limited window. I want you to get the context of this, that I came home and had a time frame out there that we were going to meet that was already set up. And I wanted to squeeze this bike ride in that little window. And as I was getting ready, that little tap, tap, tap on the shoulder, that little voice that has become quite audible lately said to send an email to somebody. And I will tell you who that somebody is, because if you listened to 26 and 27, you heard his name mentioned several times. I have been reading through the work of Fred Dodson. And one of the books I had completed and had started back around was a book called Reality Creation Technique. I had also looked at a couple of his other titles, and I was reading through Prosperity Consciousness, and I was kind of doing a review at the same time of the Reality Creation Technique. I have mentioned his name several times on these podcasts because, here's the deal, I just think his languaging of these concepts is some of the best I've ever heard. Not only what he teaches, the material, the themes, but also the way that he teaches, I think, is brilliant. And I've really enjoyed reading it. And when something impacts my life, I don't mind passing it on. If I kind of put my stamp on it and say, look, this has impacted me, I'm just sharing. It may not land that way for you, and I get that. But I'm just saying, for me and my story, if something works, then I don't mind passing it on. If it doesn't, then I kind of won't pass it on and might withhold it or say, here, use this at your own discretion. It didn't work for me, and kind of here's why and what I was looking for. Fred Dodson works for me. He connects. He lands. I like what he has to say. Don't know anything else about him either, by the way. He has a conference in New York in October that I'm going to register and attend Uh, It's called the Reality Creation Technique Conference. It's a Saturday morning just for about four or five hours on uh, a Saturday in in October in New York. And his website is realitycreationtechnique.org. And you can go check out the information and the details on it there. So here I was with this limited time window to go ride the bicycle. And as I was getting ready, here comes this tap on the shoulder send an email to Fred Dodson about doing his audiobooks. Now, there's something that I really enjoy doing is reading audiobooks, but trying to allocate my time resources in the proper way between all of the things that I have going on right now, I haven't taken on a lot of audiobooks recently because they are quite time-consumptive to do. It takes a lot of time to do one right. So all I had to go on was that same website I just gave you, and I went there, and there was a comment box not so unsimilar to my own, and I sent him an email, just a one-paragraph email, and said, basically, enjoy your work, thinking about coming up to the conference in October, and oh, by the way, I record audiobooks and would be interested in talking to you about uh, the Audible uh, program and how they connect authors and narrators, and there's a whole forum, a whole culture that supports that. Well, that was it. I sent the email, went on the bike ride, cut it a little bit short, went out to dinner with the kids, and we had a great visit. That night, I didn't sleep well at all, and I was awake in the uh, 3 o'clock hour and started doing some reading and then did a little bit of writing and did some dozing, and then at 5.30, I opened up the email program, Fred Dodson, and basically, he said, interesting timing, and explained the particular situation of why he would say that. And he said, send me your information. I'd like to take a look. 
Well, my audiobook demo stuff is readily available, and so are these podcasts, and so I sent him two website links. He responded back about 30 minutes later, and he said, let's do it. And I responded back, and basically by 7.45, the difference between 5.30 in the morning and 7.45, we had communicated. He had put the project up. I had auditioned for it, and he had accepted, and I started recording on it Friday morning. Now, it's going to take a little bit of time to get it finished, and then it takes Audible some time to get it posted. But certainly, when the book comes out, I will be sure to have you a link right there on the website so that you can pick it up. Because not only is it a great book, but the guy that narrates it is amazing. He's just amazing. So <laughs> so I will make sure that you have access to the book. Now, let's draw some lessons from this because there are some things around this whole progression that we can all take home. Number one is I would suggest if you at all possibly can, find something that you can connect with that stirs a passion within you. And for me, that is these podcasts. I started these in late March, and already the impact has been tremendous. They are being heard in countries around the world. The download numbers are quite high. I'm incredibly pleased with the success of them. I love hearing from you all. It just really is a great connection with you and what's going on in your world. And it's passionate. I love doing this. So there's a lot of energy around these podcasts for me in my life. So find something that you can do that gives you that same kind of energy or passion. The other thing that I love is riding my bicycle. And so I look look where two and two came together around the incubation of this ultimate manifestation. So find those areas. Find some things that you can do in your life that really fire you up. Now, the other thing that has been a dead ringer, I mean a dead dog bullseye ringer for me, is that intuitive voice that I've come to hear several times. It has not failed me ever. It is a 100% 10 out of 10 accuracy. It doesn't show up often, but boy, when it does go there. And it's that little intuitive voice that I've come to. If you haven't had experience with this, it's something that you're going to need to develop and start to work through. And we'll try to put some more material together on this particular area. It's the intuitive voice inside you. Mine shows up a couple of different times. One is generally when I'm in the shower. The other has been around the bicycle. I know several people who say that Uh, They get a lot of intuitive insight while they're showering. There's something about the flowing of water over your body, or some people even visualize that they might be standing under a waterfall even while they're taking a shower. But there's something about that energy. There's just a good vibration around the flowing of water. For me, the riding the bicycle, it's a number of things. It's fun. I just enjoy doing it. It's endorphins. It gets your body pumping. You go out and do mild cardio for about an hour, hour and a half. It's just overall, it's a good thing for your body. And a lot of times, the voice will show up during those times as well. One of the keys, though, is to not force the voice, to know the difference between when the voice is really the voice and you need to take action on it like that, Versus when it's the ego, the identity, the capital I identity, ego self, speaking out from a standpoint of want. 
I think the clear distinction is if there's something in the space that you want and you hear that voice, then you need to go back and test it. You need to go back and get confirmation. Ping it a few times and see, is this really real or is this just me? And be doubtful and be skeptical. Don't trust yourself against your ego that you would that your ego wouldn't speak through. You know what I'm talking about? So if the little voice hits you and it's something that's just, I mean, just kind of out of the blue like this was, look, I'm getting ready to go for a bike ride and I'm running late. And then you think about, you need to email Fred Dodson about doing his audio books. It was almost that clear. That's the little voice. You don't have time for it. It's not top of mind. It's in, you know, it's something you have to redirect and do something else. It's the progression in the shower of, what am I going to do for the holidays this year? Hmm, think I might go volunteer. Where should I volunteer? How about a nursing home? That would be kind of nice to go spend some time with some people in a nursing home. Where should I go? Oh, I could go, wait a minute, Thomas, your mother is in a nursing home. You know, that kind of progression. It's that kind of voice that just leads you right into, oh, okay. And then it's pretty clear when the voice drops off what the next action is. The next action regarding the nursing home was to contact my brother. My brother and I hadn't really communicated very much for 10 years. I reached out to him through an email, and a couple of days later, he emailed back, and that opened up the whole situation that thawed the ice of our 10-year relationship. Same thing here. Threw out an email, had no idea where it would land or what would happen on the other side. But the cool part is when the universe comes tapping you on the shoulder like that, the path has already been cleared. You just have to step onto the path. And that's the point. That's the thing of this whole lesson is to get to the point where you can hear that voice and where you can get in touch with it to the point where you can take the action. Well, I hope that this has been beneficial for you. Thank you so much for listening. I will keep you updated on the progress of the audiobook and certainly will let you know when it's released. Fred Dodson, The Reality Creation Technique. You could buy the book now and just get ready, but the audiobook is going to be fantastic. Thank you for listening as always, and I can't tell you how much fun it is to enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.